content. Listener discretion is advised. And it is Loveline. Again, that number is 1-800-L-O-V-E-191. Very exciting evening today. Yeah. Why don't you introduce our guest? Oh, I don't know. A little guy who started off his career in the space rock band Hawkwind many years ago. But you probably know him best for the close to 35 years as the only static member of a band called Motorhead. The image of his silhouette holding that, that Rickenbacker bass. That alone is enough to push shivers up my spine. I'm of, of course talking about the man sitting right next to me. Musical icon, Lemmy. You're a romantic fool. Happy birthday. Merry Christmas. But really, in the metal world, it's happy birthday, Lemmy. Born Ian Fraser Kilmeister, December 24th, 1945, in Stoke-on-Trent, Staffordshire, England. And died in 2015 on December 28th at the age of 70. Lemmy would have been 77 today. But he lived a fast rock and roll life. He has no regrets about it. He founded Motorhead. Motorhead, it went from the 1970s until his death in 2015. There was always consistency about Motorhead. And in 2010... The documentary, Lemmy came out. Greg Oliver, Olivier, and Russ Orchensky, directors who gave us Lemmy. 49% motherfucker, 51 son of a bitch. It is a documentary with Metallica, Dave Grohl, Ozzy Osbourne, Motorhead, Billy Bob Thornton, Joan Jett, Triple H, Kat Von D., Alice Cooper. The list is endless of people and Slash who admired Lemmy Kilmeister. It was through that documentary that I became a fan of Motorhead. I didn't get to see them live in concert. But I do know someone who did, Strombo, and even got to talk to Lemmy. Lemmy was a very interesting character. He saw the Beatles before they had a record deal and talked about that. He was a roadie for Jimi Hendrix and scored him acid. But I think the fans of Lemmy will really tell you, and the music, which we're going to play, fuck me if I get in trouble, or you might. And that's your documentary, basically. And it's an amazing documentary. There are so many films that I watched today, I could talk about them. But I'm talking about Lemmy. 
Because we can all talk about Christmas. We can all talk about that other bullshit. But it's about Lemmy. In fact, there's that wonderful, I think it's from, is it from Mallrats? Lemmy or God, who do you pick? <laughs> and many of us would pick Lemmy. I, I loved Lemmy. Lemmy had a very interesting philosophy on life. When he got kicked out of the band Hawkwind, his response was, well, I went home and I banged the old ladies. So he fucked their wives. And then he said, these are his words, revenge is sweet, saith the Lord. <laughs> oh, my God, Lemmy. Yep. Mm. Icon. Icon. Still isn't in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but it could happen. It could ha I think if enough of us raise hell and say, look, Motorhead needs to be in. It's like the MC5. The MC5 has never gone in. Um, I think it's going to have to take the Smith family, Patty and Jackson and, and um, Jesse, to really say, hey, Fred Sonic Smith is important. Wayne Kramer and the rest of the MC5 are important. Put them in. And there needs to be, you know, and people always complain, oh, well, these bands are in, they shouldn't be in there. Well, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is very political, just so you know. You're running a campaign right there. <laughs> just to get into this, I mean, institution do musicians actually want to be in an institution? Some would say yes. Some would say no. Oh, this is funny. I love this. I love the memes about Lemmy. In Stratfordshire, England, a child was born. They swaddled him in black leather and laid him upon the bar. Three wise men came bearing whiskey, Marlboros, and a bass guitar. They named him Lemmy, and he became a god. Rip Lemmy Kilmeister. And I remember there was all these, there was a lot of talk going around that Lemmy wasn't doing well. And I had seen the footage of him in 2015 with Motorhead, and it was evident something was going on. Nobody knew. And then on December 28th, sadly, Lemmy died. The way that we get the news now, it's either TMZ or whatever. I remember when it was all about Twitter. Where you had these death hoaxes. And then also the true confirmation would not come unless it was on Twitter. Like when Amy Winehouse died. And, but then you have like Cher dying as a, as a Twitter hoax. But Lemmy, that was just... And then it came out that he was sick. He was not doing well. So there goes any of our chances to see Motorhead. And so now when I watch these documentaries or when I watch the live performances of Motorhead, I can only watch vicariously and not really because there's a difference between watching a concert right there and standing there and witnessing it and smelling it and taking it in and your hearing goes a little bit because Motorhead were really loud versus watching it watching it is a total different experience and so all i can do is like i said vicariously to quote tool 
watch Lemmy talk to people who have seen him in concert. And that's what we have. That's what we have. Now, I'm not going to play the whole thing. There, This documentary, I mean, Lemmy, Lemmy is a very intriguing person. You leave it to some other poor bastard to be subtle with it the rest of their lives. You know. Don't worry, because you'll, you'll have all this shit soon enough. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, really, I have no doubt, yeah. That's his son, Paul. I'd rather have you than all that stuff. I know, yeah. I, I can never imagine why that is. Why people would rather us from gobsmack you and neck, you know, instead of a load of money. Right. I never understood that. Well, money doesn't, you know, love you back, does it? You I can spend you, it, but it doesn't you, love you, you back. You can imagine it does. Well, I know that you met your dad when you were six. Um, mm. I met him too. Yeah, we met each other at the same time, yeah, actually. Simultaneous with us. Funny how that happens. Like two ships meeting in the cosmos, man. It's like a memory that's all frayed, frayed around the edges and all sepia-toned. Sepia, see? Actually, I was sepia then. Yeah. I was almost see-through, in fact. Yeah. I just remember tugging at these slim legs in jeans. That's me, you see. And that was him, you see. But I was very small, so I just saw the legs. Scrap what happened. Um, I was... I don't really remember what... It was a dope deal. I was waiting for some hash to arrive or something, and the, this, I was in the kitchen making a piece of toast... This small blonde child came in and, you're my dad, I'm your son, and my mum's in the other room. I look around the bloody Tracy sitting there, babbling like an idiot as usual. I don't know how he got there, because, like, she she wasn't in no dope deal because she didn't do drugs, right? So why was she there? Well, my mum went How looking. did she get in there? Well, she went looking for you, I know that. Oh. And that's because I, when I was about four... Um, I was, you know, in like a kindergarten, right? Right. And there was this, there was this other kid that came up to me and he said, uh, I've got a daddy and a mummy. And I was like, well, I've only got a mummy, right? But he said, he said, you must have a daddy because everybody has a daddy and a mummy. So I went home and I said, and this is where documentaries get real. You've got this rock star talking about. You know, um, his family. Oh, I love this. This is when Lemmy got kicked out of Hawkwind. But back to Lemmy, though, is I think he had two children. And Paul was the one that he met. And then the other one was like a computer programmer. And so, yeah, and Lemmy, Lemmy made no apologies for the rock and roll lifestyle. That was his life. That was the life that he chose. Thing which seemed to seemingly, when you were on tour with all the stress factors, like the last straw, you know what I mean? And it was decided the majority, uh, you know, the band said, no, enough's enough, and that was it. When I arrived at the gig, and I said, you know, where the fuck's Lemmy? And they said, uh, this other guy, uh, Paul Rudolph, was taking his place, that they'd sacked Lemmy, and I, I mean... I was devastated, but I'm the type of person who uh, I, t I keep a lot inside. So, um, I think I just carried on, but I was devastated. It was quite a sad thing, actually. And here comes what, I, I'm going to play this because Lemmy's whole philosophy was punk rock. 
punk rock metal. It probably was was seventies drug snobbery. You know, like they were all just doing organic drugs, man. You know, I was doing speed and organic drugs. I didn't like that. You know. You hated uh, us for it all, really, at the time. Well, you would do, wouldn't you? You know. He described me as um, sanctimonious, self-righteous arsehole at some point, and I thought, oh, well, that's all right. That's what he thinks of me. I went home and screwed three of their old ladies. <laughs> you know. Well, you know, vengeance is sweet, saith the Lord. You know. And uh, I must admit, I was banging one of them already <laughs> before we left. But it was a great time. I wouldn't have traded it for any other band ever. You know, in fact, I would have probably been in that band that right now if they hadn't fired me. But they are. And it was quite good for him because look where he is now. So, <laughs> how long have I been on the road? Yeah, nineteen years. Nineteen years. Yeah, give or take a year. I mean, is not it boring after a while? Uh, no. Why is there so much violence on the road? Why do you break things in hotel rooms? <laughs> I mean, so violence. I mean, when you start, when you start doing things. Fucking violence! I don't know what you mean about violence. You want to see some violence, baby? Don't break it up! Don't break it up! No! Touch me! Don't do it to you! And thus we enter Motorhead. It was just rash in your face. It was like getting socked by an overhand right. You know, it was like Mike Tyson in his prime. I remember you turned the radio on and it was like really, really rancid disco, bad boy band pop music, you know, the Osmonds, stuff like that. And um, you go and see a motorhead show and it's completely different. You know, I could not believe that this, that there was a guy singing like that on a record and people were digging it. It's like, whoa. I mean, one of the headlines we had, the worst band in the world, you know, but it was in big letters. Well, I mean, that's fucking great. You know, you kind of care to a point, but, you know, but, but the kids were turning up, you know. I want to see the worst band in the world, you know. They must be great. Moed was speed music and free people on speed. Consistency of energy could be... ...up their gunslinger reputation as they, you know, fuck supermodels in the most expensive hotel in Paris. It's like, you know what Lemmy's doing? Lemmy's probably... Drinking Jack and Cokes and writing another record. Two, three, four. One of the lyrics that Lemmy wrote for me was, was Mama, I'm Coming Home. It's, it's really a, a haunting feeling because it's like when I give someone who doesn't know what the situation with my wife and I really is, um, it's kind of spooky when somebody writes a lyric and you sing that lyric and you go, Oh, you know, he's so close to home, you know. 
Every time I play that on stage, it's, it's like I get a chill up my spine, you know. And so that's everyone talking about Lemmy from uh, Ozzy Osbourne to the former members of Motorhead. And so here today we we celebrate Motorhead. We celebrate the founder and only static member of Motorhead from the beginning of its inception. And that's Lemmy Kilmeister. What a name. They often say, you know, name is just a name, but think about it. His name was Ian Lemmy Kilmeister. Okay? And the music that he made was just something else. And the elements of punk and thrash and, and, and this metal and this, you know, yeah. So check out the documentary, Lemmy. Lemmy is available... Well, it's available. I mean, you could come over and I could play it for you, but you'd have to get on an airplane. So if we find, I think I have the Blu-ray of it. Where could we watch it? Well, you can watch it on YouTube. Somehow someone put it on YouTube. Um, Mm. Yeah, it doesn't say. Doesn't say. Oh, this is interesting. Who inherited Lemmy's estate? Mirror reports that the beneficiary for to Lemmy's estate is believed to be his son Paul. Although it is believed Lemmy adopted a second child, the Motorhead frontman lived a very simple life, renting an apartment for over twenty years in Hollywood that was just steps away from his favorite watering hole, the Rainbow. So, that's the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. Just celebrating Lemmy Kilmeister. Motorhead, Hawkwind. He used to give advice in one of the magazines. I, f- I forget which one it was. But it's all about Ace of Spades. We all like to gamble. But he's your man. You win some, you lose some. It's all the same to me. As always, unpleasant dreams. Lemmy is God.